0: Who are you, man? And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, who are you? And just th- that question, three words, who are you? It broke me, man, because I had no idea. Yeah.
1: And welcome to Woke Wogs. I'm your host and resident Wog, Jihara Volpe, here to navigate and facilitate conversations with the Wogs within my community that inspire me and hopefully you too. Now, if you're not familiar or not familiar (laughs) with the term Wog, it's a racial slur aimed at Southern European immigrants in Australia back in the day that has now been reclaimed and is celebrated as an identity affirming Mm -hmm. label. With that said, I want to draw attention to the ill use of this word still throughout the United Kingdom towards people from the East Indies, parts of Asia, and North Africa. I want to pay my deepest respects and understandings to what the mention of it may bring up in you. Now for some quick self-advertisement. Do you have an event coming up and need an MC to make the moment matter? Well, that's what I do. I curate the optimal flow to any type of event and connect audiences to the messages that organisers are yearning to convey. Sold. Great. Just DM me at the link attached, and I can't wait to get involved. All right, in this broadcast, we get Dusty on the dance floor, delve deep into the body, and discover how to live in your heart and still be a warrior. For safety purposes, I hope you've done your stretches. Oh, my listener, we have a very special individual in the chair today, Uh, someone that's been requested more than once, more than once. And I want to say to those people, thank you so much. I was on it early.
0: Yeah, sure was. We had phone
1: conversations. I said, I'm watching you, baby. Mm -hmm. I'm coming for you. Mm. But for those of you that don't know the m's and where that's coming from, it is Pippa, uh, also known as Pippalicious, especially to Yoshi, (laughs) uh, a movement and mindful specialist, a intimacy educator, and... Yeah, more than anything, a heart-centered warrior hell-bent on empowering others to find
0: their center. Mm. Pip, welcome to Work Wogs. We did it. Yeah, we did it, baby. Thank you for having me, Fox. It's it's an absolute pleasure to be here and an honor. Mm.
1: Mm. I've seen the heart-centered warrior come up a fair bit, but I would love to start and just unpack, like, what the fuck? Is a heart centered warrior. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it? Like it sounds beautiful. Yeah,
0: thanks, bro. Um, yeah, don't even know where that uh, that name come from. I've had a couple of different handles on the gram. Uh, Soul Patrolling. Soul oh, Patrol's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that came from a, from a little uh, yeah outing with a friend, and we were dancing, we were singing on the tram. Soul Patrol, and what oh, was it? Darts for your heart. Darts for your darts heart. For your heart. <laughs> and Soul <laughs> Patrol. That was that. And uh <laughs> the Pip Daddy. Pip Daddy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I I have said Pip Daddy many times.
0: <laughs> Daddy, Daddy comes out to play every now and then. But um the Heart-Centered Warrior, I was thinking about uh, one of those things that I struggle to do is label oneself. Um seeing as I believe that we are all infinite potential. And yeah, I was like, hmm, what label can I put on myself? What's the handle? Um, and yeah, I'm big on, on people in their heart and I'd like to think and believe that I am heart centered and I'm very aligned with the warrior spirit. I think Mm. it's something that I, I genuinely love to embody, um, for a a myriad of reasons. But, um, yeah, the heart centered warrior feels like someone that is strong and resilient and in their heart and willing to do whatever it takes to, to make it happen.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah, moving with one's heart. It's interesting. I always find that when I'm like talking to dancers, people that do any sort of body work, they feel so in their body. Mm. Like as you move, it, it is very uh, animal like, you mm. know, and it feels like, yeah, it is coming from a centered place, like there's an access that you're moving from. And it's because there's like this mind body connection rather mm. than I'm my mind moving my body. It is one whole mm. system, which I love. Uh, now, look, before the Heart Center Warrior, I actually recall uh, you being a mankinied, wedgied tripper back at <laughs> a metre ago. You know, that's the first time that I met you. Oh,
0: what a time to be alive. <laughs> dude,
1: far out. Like, that's my most vivid memory of Pippa. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that, dude. Like, what, what
0: was driving that cat? Oh, um, that cat was just out. For a good time, Um, a lot of playfulness, a lot of connection. But um, yeah, just living in the moment. I was not thinking about anything but where the next party was. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, a bit of a wild child. And I was just, you know, when I found the doof, it was like, this is it. This is living. Mm. So I was just eating it up. In more ways than one, you know,
1: big <laughs> <laughs> daddy, baby. Yeah, um,
0: I was just, I was just, I was just frothing out, man. I was loving the, I was loving this um, newfound world, exploring, and I guess a lot of it was, um, yeah, kind of. I, I was very much as a lone wolf uh, at the doof. You know, you go with your crew, but I was just, I was out. You know, I was like, I'm on my own thing, and it was just around going around and meeting people and connecting and having a laugh in a, in a sense, but there was a lot of, um, substances involved in that, Mm. uh, that boy that you ask of, or yeah, that young, yeah, young boy, I would call him back then, um, was, was very insecure and yeah, needing to mask that insecurity with substance. So as much fun and, uh, confidence as I may have exuded, I don't think you would have caught me like that um, at home, (laughs) so to speak.
1: Okay. Mm. Yeah, definitely, man. You know, I I think I lived that same sort of doof journey, you know, finding a place where it felt like I could take all the masks off, but unknowingly I was putting another mask on. Wow. Yeah, well said. But I I, I really always love getting curious about where – somebody was to where they are now in their heart and centered and helping other people find that as well. I'm curious about that past Pippa. When did he or the world decide it was time to start working inwards Mm. rather than chasing that outward validation and whatnot? Mm.
0: Um, So there was, there's a real clear cut moment in my life where that, where that took place for me. Um, And I'd like to, I I call that a crossroads. Mm. Um, I feel like everybody in their life, may go through a crossroads moment, and, and this was mine. So it was circa 2016. Um, at this point in time, I, I would have been about 22 years old, and I had just broken up with my partner at the time, long-term partner, beautiful, beautiful woman, loved me to bits. I was so engulfed by the boys. <laughs> They are, uh, you know, going out and just, yeah, I was, I was a little rat bag kind of thing. I was a little rascal. And um, we had planned the boys' Europe trip, 2016. And at that time was still living, as I said before, in a, in a sense of, of not really forward thinking. It was like, yeah, I'm going to go to Europe. I didn't know how to save money for the, for the life of me. So what did I do? I went and took out a loan from the bank. Yeah, this is what I did. <laughs> Uh, so I could fund my Europe trip. So we're in Europe, recently single. And it was, as most people would assume a boy's Europe trip is with a lot of single, young, 22-year-old males generalizing. Uh, <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but um, it was wild, man. It was, it was extremely wild. And there was yeah a lot of partying taking place and uh, it was compiling. It was catching up to me, I believe. And, um, there was a moment where I was on crochet sale and, uh, I was heavily intoxicated and, um, a, a moment happened where I was sitting at a table. I think I was passing out and someone's thrown a drink on me for whatever reason. I don't believe I was doing anything wrong. And I've just, I've just snapped and just seen red and had a, had a pretty big, um, Well, how can I say, episode, very angry, rage, seen red, ran off, like just screaming, yelling, crying. I was hysteric. Uh, And it was interesting at the time, all all the boys are also heavily intoxicated and no one can hold me in this. I can't hold myself in this. There was no real like grounded, hey, what's going on? I couldn't even explain what was going on, if I'm Mm -hmm. honest with you. And I ended up, um, yeah, the boys were kind of like pushing me and like not pushing me, but you know anyway whatever it was and i ended up breaking my hand i punched this big old pole doesn't really go well <laughs> um so yeah broke my hand pretty severely my fourth metacarpal and uh, you know we're in Croatia. sail i have got days left yeah <laughs> on the boat what are we going to do medicate S- medicate <laughs> so that was that was the the incident really um that kind of Well, made me start thinking about, okay, well, looks like you got some problems, bro. Wow. Um, We finished Croatia. I went to Croatia, the uh, the hospital. They said, you need to get your hand is broken. Uh, (laughs) uh, You need to get surgery, uh, yada, yada, yada. And I was just like, "Uh, I don't know, probably didn't have insurance. I doubt I had insurance. Um, So the next stop was Greece. We, we had Boom Festival tickets. We had, we had just gotten out of the city. Croatia, we had got a bit of beach, and we were just about to do the whole summer beach. Like, mm, it was really ramping up. So we've gotten to, to Greece, and um, I'm in a terrible headspace. I am just at the bottom of the barrel. And what's coming in? Oh, to be honest, it was all... Very dark. It was like, you know, shame, guilt, heavy. I'm, I'm, I'm regretting even coming here. I'm, I've got no idea where I'm headed, what I'm doing. I've got no money. I've got no woman. I've got zero confidence. Like what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is not what I paid for. This is not,
0: yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even pay for yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh someone give me a way out, you know, yep. pretty much. And, um, yeah, that's, that's what's coming in for me. Hard and heavy. And, uh, you know, so I'm in, I'm in Greece. And something tells me I need to reach out to my cousins that live in Greece. And um, I hadn't seen them for like 10 years. Uh, they used to come back to Melbourne, used to mingle and stuff. But someone was like, go, hey, reach out. Reach out to, to Ross. So I've jumped on online and I said, hey, man, I'm in Athens. Where are you? I'd love to catch up. He was like yeah, sure. I was like, let's catch up. Whatever. I thought I was expecting him to come in the car, pick me up, take me to his pad. He rocks up in a taxi and I'm like, where's your car, man? He's like, what do you mean a car? I don't need a car. I was like, okay. <laughs> so weird because everyone in Melbourne has a car, maybe two. Anyway. <laughs> How old is he? How old Ross? Ross would have been early thirties. I'm 22 and just out of, for some reason, I grabbed all my bags. I thought I was just going, we were supposed to be going to EOS. Court had a ferry tickets and everything. We are going to EOS that afternoon from Athens. I grabbed all my bags. I said, boys, I'm just going to kick it with my cousin for a bit. I'll be back. I'm like, no worries. Do what you got to do. We were on that walk. And he was looking at me. I was skinny. I was down, obviously, evidently in my energy. I had these long, crazy, pip-daddy hair that would look like sideshow Bob at times. And, um, and he's looking at me and he goes, who are you, man? And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, who are you? And just th- that question, three words, who are you? It broke me, man, because I had no idea. And when someone, and it's not, he goes beyond all of this hair, this, you know, who are you? And he was talking about that inner knowing Mm. and I had no knowing, no idea. So no knowledge of that. And I was very emotional. That kind of tipped me over the edge and gave me that perspective of, wow, at this age, you got no clue. And there, I mean, as you can imagine, not to, to ramble on too much, but the conversation kind of flowed from there. It was like, okay, well... You know, I guess there's work to be done. He And he was a huge, huge uh, and pivotal pillar in my journey of transformation. Right at the beginning, right when I was at the edge, he just broke me. And then it was like he, he just showed me some very basic things that ultimately led me to where I am today.
1: Fucking need to take a drink.
0: <laughs> Dude. And this day, his brother's getting out of the army. In Greece, you have to serve when you live there. A couple, I think it's maybe a couple of years. He hasn't seen his brother in two years. So this day, I've met him. His brother's coming out of the army. It's this big reconnection.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And we were sitting, we met, and we went to this corner cafe. And it was like we're sitting at a crossroads. Literally, there was I was sitting on the corner. There was a street that way, a street or a road, a street that way. And we were smack bang on it. And... The first thing, like we're all reconnecting. And he said to me, he goes, look, man, because I've been praying for, I've been praying to God for a gift. And I believe you're that gift. So I want to invite you to stay here with me and let's do some healing together. And that was the moment in my life where I made a conscious, probably my first conscious decision <laughs> to say no to the rest of the trip. I could have. I battled it out with a broken hand and my hand probably could have ended up like this, mm. is my strong hand. <laughs> uh, and yeah, he said, stay with me. So I went hundred percent. It just was like, it was in my heart. It was like, yeah, this is what you got to do. Mm. So that was the crossroads moment in my life.
1: Yeah. It's colossal, man. There's so much in there. There's so much beauty in there as well, because it's a moment of, ah, uh, Ruining the world. How could this happen to me? This is meant to be my Europe trip. I've broken my hand. For me, in those moments, and I share a very similar Europe trip, basically a mirror image. Mm -hmm. Except I didn't have Ross. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, sitting there, breaking one's hand, going, "If only I didn't." drink that night, thinking of all the different timelines that would have given me the opportunity not to be in this situation so I'd be in the prime uh, image that I wanted to be bringing into boom and whatnot, but only due to that break, that explosion of energy, do I break the hand, do I have the ignition to make the call, to connect with Ross, that then he meets me and exposes me for the truth that I don't know my own, Mm -hmm. that then it is the biggest gift. Mm -hmm that it is the opportunity to make the mature and the, the choice to sacrifice in order to get the ultimate gain, which is to start the journey of mm. self-understanding and inquiry. Mm. Hallelujah, fellow. <laughs> <laughs> and also it makes sense that you made that choice because you were craving center mm. and it seems that he regulated you with his. Mm. And that safety attracted you and magnetized you to go, yeah, man, I'm, I'm drinking whatever Kool-Aid this is. Mm. And how beautiful is that? Mm. What were those things that he started to lay down for you to start to follow?
0: The, the biggest one and the, was mindfulness. And mindfulness comes in so many different ways. I mean, it just is, right? Mm-hmm. Mindfulness, it's presence. So he was explaining to me about mindfulness and the moment and the now, the ever infinite now. And that was something that I was so unfamiliar with. What do you mean? It's just now. And everything is just now <laughs> because, you know, that and there, which is probably how I was living my life previous and uh, looking back and looking forward and never just like, boom, centered in the here and now. Um, so that was a big one, mindfulness. And then with that was the practice of mindfulness, which is meditation. Mm. So he introduced me to, to meditation. I remember moments uh, on a cliff facing Greece meditating into the sunset and really feeling that now moment, that bliss and that total presence of the now moment, will stay with me forever, and seeing that sunset and just being at peace. For the, probably the first time in my life as a now conscious being. Mm. Um, wow, what a moment. So that was. That was huge. And then it was a lot around movement, waking up, uh, understanding what you want, setting goals. What do you want? Where are you going? <laughs> Get up, watch the sunrise, um, um, just enjoy yourself kind of thing. You know, they were, they were buskers. They were musicians, man. They weren't working. They were like, I'm going to be a musician. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to work. I'm going to go buy instruments. They had no money. I'm going to buy, buy instruments and just just play my music on the street because that's what I want to do with my brother. Fast forward, where are we? Uh, six, seven years living in Portugal and busking, you know, around, around Europe as um, successful musicians now, not busking, but musicians. Yeah, again, done for gigs. So wow, there's the power in that um, of belief.
1: And, you know, even, you know, the theme of being centered and whatnot, coming in the taxi, I'm in a taxi. Mm. Why would I get a car? Mm. I'm knowing what I'm doing. I'm not just following what I think I'm doing or where I need to be going. Mm. And the fact that a multimillionaire, could be so, or is more often so out of their center, Mm. so is just following a program, whereas the busker on the street in Greece has found the infinite wealth of the moment Mm. and is in one center Mm -hmm. and is way further on the path than the man is higher on the corporate ladder. Right. Mm. So interesting. It is. And yeah, I was getting a vision when you were talking about meditating there. I could actually see Pip. Actually, every time I envision Pip, I see you in this incredible thing that you've got on your Instagram, that fucking white warrior suit. I don't know what the fuck that is, but you look like this um, predator, but a good predator in Greece when you're walking around, your head slicked back. It's a fucking warrior suit. I love that. Thanks, Chich. It looks great. But, you know, in that moment of stillness and the waves of thought, energy, pain in the body, but being the observer and being that centered pillar, like one of those fucking pillars in the waves that just absorb it all, but just stand still. Because that's also the hard part Mm -hmm. for me, Mm -hmm. having that moment of infinite bliss Mm -hmm. and then returning to the cushion or the moment Mm -hmm. and the seas being troublesome yet again. I'm like, wait, I thought meditation was bliss. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. At what point did your body become the medicine? Oh,
0: great question. Um, pretty, pretty instantly I feel after that, um, I really got stuck into my body um, and started listening, moving, exploring um, my body. And, but so, yeah, I guess very closely after those moments, it was like, oh, cause he said, what do you want to do? I said, I want to be a footy player. So I got up, started running, started stretching every morning, you know, and it was like, i got to get in my body. i got to get my body right. You know, if I want to play at AFL, that was a dream of mine. Um, but in, in terms of that, it was kind of really regimented and it wasn't until I went to an ecstatic dance that I really opened up. And I really moved and explored my body in, a, in like a rhythmical dancing way that really dropped me in and went, oh, this feels good. Mm. And now I'm really starting to, to move and feel in that center. Like how is this? And that's why I love dancing. How is this thing moving me? And through that is the most cathartic experience for me. Everybody's got their thing. You know, for me, it's dancing, it's movement. That's my healing. So you went to this ecstatic dance. You just, from a friend or a friend, you went there? Yeah, I, I, it, uh, it was interesting after these experiences post, post this crossroads. Obviously, I dived into the work. I was like, well, there's work to be done and this is it. You know, I made big changes. I was sober for, I think it was around six months. I was vegan. I went vegan. I just cleared the vessel, mm. you know, and I uh, came back a very different person. When I came home, I got the surgery and I I was very isolated because I was probably the only one in my community at that time that had, that had, it was going through this call it an awakening, call it a a finding of self. So I started, you know, going online and seeking things out, Mm. seeking experiences out. What's this ecstatic dance that I've heard about or read about? And yeah, I just rocked up at one solo dolo.
1: Mm. And sober as well. Yeah,
0: very sober, yeah.
1: Huge. I remember for me, you know, dance is always, yeah, it's been a way of therapy. I know I'd go to the doof to like shake off the Mm -hmm. fucking world. Mm -hmm. Even when I'd been experiencing a really difficult trip, what do I do? I go right to the centre and I fucking stomp to Mordor, Mm -hmm. you know, and I would fucking (laughs) unknowingly (laughs) regulate with the rhythm, with Mm. the music. And I love that you said, you know, the music moved me Mm. and that's the thing about substance and whatnot. I think initially it just evaporates the walls so I can actually be in tune Mm -hmm. and actually feel the vibration and and connect with it and then be dancing quite literally with the beat. Mm. But what a sensation it is, or at least for me, when I realised that I didn't always do that sober though, the word that's there for me is, is scary, I would also say. A sense of, yeah, needing to establish safety. Mm-hmm. Hold myself in this thing that is mm-hmm. unknown because I'm not taught to be in my body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like we've been disconnected for a long time.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's um, I'm really interesting how this is a beautiful segue into something that I'm super passionate about around sensuality and being intimate with oneself. And I feel for me, something that's been coming through a lot um, around men, especially is the lack of sensuality or intimacy that we share with ourselves, especially when it comes to dancing. Now, for me, you know, moving softly and stuff like, yeah, absolutely scary and confronting and feels a bit awkward because it can be, you can be labeled or perceived in the light. Like for example, and just to preface, nothing against anyone that is um, uh, homosexual, or, but I get called gay a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not that I don't want to be gay, but I know I'm not gay. Right. Mm-hmm. And, to Just because I'm dancing this way and people come up to me and say, oh, you must be gay. And I've had people, like, push it on me. And I'm like, hey, like, I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm straight, man, you know? Mm. And, and I think mm. it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, maybe there is a lot of homophobia out there and a lot of men, if they feel like they are moving, expressing their body, that they will be seen as something that they're not. But who cares? Mm. It's about just dropping... the the fear of judgment and dropping in deep into your body and then just moving as it speaks to you.
1: Mm, Moving as it speaks to me. You know, there's so many threads in that. You know, the inner homophobia as well, the inner conditioning of seeing certain things as masculine and not. Mm -hmm. Dancing as feminine. Mm. Singing as feminine. Mm bullshit, Mm. warrior dancing, (laughs) warrior howls. (laughs) Oh, my God. When men sing together, you know, they unknowingly are doing it in soccer stadiums around the world. Mm -hmm. It's in our biology to unify us as a group, as a wolf pack. Mm. And we know this uh, from the doof and whatnot, but fucking hell, throwing ninja stars next to your brethren and going for it. It's phenomenal. And I used to trip out as well about that, Pippa, because I used to go out with hyper-masculine individuals, my two older brothers, hyper-masculine. You know, they grew up at a time before this awakening of masculinity and this new exploration of oneself within that and whatnot, which I'm so glad to be a part of and on. But we used to go out with these heavies, very scary individuals, beautiful, Mm. oh, my God, would give you everything, would give you the shirt off their back, quite literally. (laughs) But then we'd go and dance. We'd go and dance at a club together. And mm. I'd always be so confused. I'm like, here are these tattooed, big, scary individuals, but now we're rocking, as we would call it, but we're dancing. Mm-hmm. This thing that is normally compartmentalized as compartmentalized. Shout out Nick Morris for fixing my vocabulary on that one. <laughs> Shout out Nick. <laughs> I Nick. Um, together, which is meant to be effeminate and whatnot, and is thrown off as gay or whatever way you mm. want to put it. Mm. We're getting into our bodies mm. and we're feeling something. Mm. There's a, a yearning for it. We're mm. talking about it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, just to get there. Yes, sir. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah. And so where does this conversation with your body take you?
0: Um, yeah, I guess if we're on the, on, the, on the train of the movement, I was uh, very much enjoying now deepening my intimacy with myself and my body not only in a sense of how I move, but just how it feels, the sensations and things like that. And then I found a person. Uh, I found the one that ignited me again, you know, um, and this person was Ido Portal. He's an mm. Israeli guy and I say his name like that because that's how it is said. <laughs> it, is, it is spelled I-D-O Portal, P-O-R-T-A-L. Uh, for those who are interested in looking up his work, he's a phenomenal Incredible human being. Um, uh, he is a pioneer of movement, and I remember seeing a video on YouTube, and I was mind blown. I just thought, "Wow, we like this is you can do that." You know, it was just incredible how rounded um, his practice was. You know what he could do in terms of strength and mobility, flexibility. Uh, he just had it all, and in rhythm. Etc. So he ignited something in me where it was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to watch this guy monkey see, monkey do.
2: Mm.
0: Um, his, his intensive courses were quite expensive. So I would never was able to get there. Something I will do eventually. Absolutely. Um, different priorities at the moment. And I'm really happy with where my practice is at, but yeah, he was, that was, that was a massive moment for me of, again, continuing to deepen and explore. So, Yeah. You can ask some questions so I can keep rolling. Keep on rolling, his. baby. Yeah. He's, this is uh, all about you, son. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, lots of lessons from him that I learned is just, yeah, to, to blow the lid off what we think is possible. He, he started the movement culture, which again was something was incredible for me because what he said is like we are movers and there's all these boxes in which people place themselves in the label. I'm a yogi or I'm a dancer, or I'm a this, or I'm a that. No, you're a mover. We move. Mm. And it's infinite in what in how we move, and it's unique to you. And that was something that, yeah, I still to this day think about. Everybody can move, mm. you know, and I want to help facilitate that. Mm. I want to give you some little bits and pieces, okay, we do this, and some education, really, drop you in, and then let you play. Go play. So, yeah, beautiful, beautiful um, Inspiration for me.
1: Thanks for uh, opening that up for me. I didn't know it was a portal either. Mm, true. Uh, but I remember he said the thing like, rather than do you lift, he goes, do you move? Bro. What are your patterns, bro? Yeah, what <laughs> are your patterns? And and coming into patterns as well, like we get locked in these movement patterns, which cause this chronic pain. Mm. The way we sit, the way we stand, you know, the, skeletor, skeletor, the skeleton, you know being the evidence of poor movement Mm. and able to do so. Mm. And so in this journey that you're in now of wanting to give this to the community and whatnot, how would you want to give people an understanding of how do I start to discover movement in me? Mm. Where can I start in my everyday activity to start to watch these patterns and not rewrite them, but get into places of understanding them?
0: Mm. So, for me it's around like really bringing and focusing our attention on our bodies, you know, Um, and, and perhaps in a, in a light that's different to what the norm is these days. So in terms of the general consensus of going to the gym, lifting heavy weights, this is just one side of, you know, moving our bodies. I'm not knocking it. It's fantastic to get big and strong or just strong, whatever, but there's often a neglect of the softening, the softening of the body. Now, this is something that I really in my workshops as of recently have been putting a focal point on. It's the softening. It's, it's really slowing down, getting into our breath, connecting, doing like a body scan. You start with a body scan, Mm. you know, feet up, standing on the ground, go listen, like bring a little light, golden white light up your body. Do something like that. Bit of, bit of fluff on there is Mm. nice. Uh, (laughs) You know, and, and scan your body. Think, what do I know about this? What, what parts do I know? It can just be the basics. You can go as deep as you want. Figuring out anatomy is incredible, mm. incredibly beneficial for us. Starting with that. And then start breathing. Start moving. Start, you know, move my head left, right, front, back, up, down. My shoulders go up, down. They roll. Then my spine rolls. So the, the softening activities of the spinal rolls are extremely beneficial because the spine is our axis. Everything comes off that, all our limbs. And a, and a great man, Joseph Pilates, has this a fantastic quote and he just says, a man, a person, a man is only as young as his spine. Mm-hmm. So getting that spine moving, because we don't do it enough, each vertebrae can move like a like a snake almost, you know, each individual vertebrae that we have can move individually. So really cultivating that these patterns within you are going to be amazing for your body. Mm. Really going to show you where you're holding some tension. I've got this exercise and activity that I do on a very regular basis, if not daily, which is called proofing. And what I'll do is I'm just awake, I breathe, drop into my body and I will just move my body. It's almost like I'm flowing, floating in the wind and the winds are swirling around everywhere and I'm just moving and um, you can feel where you're, you're a bit stuck. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, oh, that's there. I'm going to go explore that. I'm going to stretch that out. I'm going to do something with that, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an infinite... Uh, what is it like? It's like a game or like a Rubik's cube. You're you're Mm. unlocking one little bit at a time Mm. and and getting to deeper points of awareness
0: of where the trauma lies. and Mm. Where do we store it? Where Mm. where do I store it? Our body is intelligent, Mm. innate, and why wouldn't we pay more attention to it? Mm. And, you know, we're speaking of movement here, but there's so much more. There's so much more than just, you know, the movement, but what's going on with our guts, what's going on with our breath, our alignment, our spine, I mean, it's, it's, it's such a vast and, yeah, vast like topic of discussion, health now. we like feel like we're leaning into that health now, you know. The movement is a pillar of it. Mm. There's so much more to it. The resilience side of things, you know, speaking to resilience, I'm going to challenge you in the way that you move. You're going to be challenged, your body's going to challenge you if you're exploring it. It's going to say, hey, oh, I don't want to move that way. Well, we got to work at that. That's a challenge. That's a blockage. It's something we've got to overcome. Mm. And, um, yeah.
1: Compass is the word that comes to me. Mm. Tapping into this inner compass that is the body and then also acknowledging that I have built patterns in it for it to restrict me to push past Mm. these certain boundaries as well. As you said, there's this infinite intelligence and this deep listening, whether it's finding my center of what decision I need to make next and what is the emotion that's coming up that Mm. my body is Mm. manifesting in me Mm. to direct me. Mm. Uh, Gabor Mate, he he speaks to um, mind-body as one thing. Mm -hmm. Because your brain, your um, what's it called, nervous system, goes all the way to your fucking toes like the brain stem at the very back here is mm-hmm. all the way to your toes it is not disconnected mm-hmm. it is one complete unit mm-hmm. and that disconnection of like the control tower at the top mm-hmm. just directing this vessel and whatnot mm-hmm. is what can lead to a lot of illness mm-hmm. and disease dis- dis- <laughs> disease mm-hmm. you nailed it thanks mate <laughs> but disease the body's in disease it's in tension mm-hmm. and through tension we're unable to move mm. in many ways. Mm. And these blockages create themselves within our life, mm. within our body.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Gabo Mate, what a guy. Um, yeah, huge, hugely. Uh, it's a great point. What I, came to me when you were you know, speaking about the compass of the body and the deeper I've gotten in, the more I've been able to hear the full fuck yes well, the full body, no. Mm. This is my compass now. This is how I can navigate my situations, my decisions comes from this, listening. It's not so much mental. It's like, how does that feel mm. in my body when we're having someone comes and says that to me? Do I, mm, does it make me like squirm up or like this is just listening now. Mm. It's all about, for me, listening to your body.
1: Mm. Another thing he speaks about is sensitivity. And how an instrument, the more sensitive it is, the more it picks it up, pick up sounds. And like a recorder, like this thing recording us right now, the more sensitive it is, the clearer the sound. And the more I'm tuned in to the, sensitivities and the antennas of my body, the more I can actually feel the environment around me, whether as a facilitator, I can feel the energy shift in the room. Mm -hmm. I can feel the energy shift in this conversation Mm -hmm. when we're cooking or when we need a spark Mm -hmm. and acknowledging that antenna and working to refine it, to make it more and more sensitive. So Mm -hmm. it is an immediate, I know,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and I guess that is the work. How do I clear those blockages where it's getting my shoulder lubed up so I can do that stretch or, get that internal space clear enough so I can understand where I'm at in this situation mm-hmm. and what is the next step that I need to make for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm, speaking of next steps. So I've been doing a, a, a fair bit of research, always digging around for something that lights me up um, and moving on to something again, someone that's come into my world who came in a couple of years ago who I saw and I was like, what a dude. His name is Paul Chek. Mm. Paul uh is someone um, that I've been following and listening to very closely as of recently. And we're speaking of the compass, and he's got this like he draws up this kind of compass kind of looking thing. It divides it all up um, into into four sections, and I just think it's such a great way to to kind of check in and move forward. Um, in terms of our goals, in terms of our health, in terms of our life, it can be so multifaceted and applicable. And he, he speaks about four doctors.
2: Hmm.
0: Dr. Happy, Dr. Movement, Dr. Quiet, and Dr. Diet. And in these four doctors, it's like Dr. Movement is how we're moving our body. What kind of things are we doing? Uh, I can go into depth into all these, but I don't want to, you know, go on all these tangents. But Dr. Movement, how are you moving? What's it like? What's your routine like? Then you've got your Dr. Your happiness. What's lighting you up? What's bringing you joy? What are you doing with that? You've got your uh, Dr. Quiet, your stillness, the quiet time, the reflection and the introspection and the, uh, the Dr. Diet. Uh, what are we eating? Uh, and how is that affecting us? You know? I just think like just to, just to put it out there for the listeners, like look into this stuff, but even those four things to just dig into and ask yourself some questions around that, hugely beneficial.
1: Mm, thanks for bringing that in.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, I love, when, I love when we get to this part where now we're just conversating and we're moving mm-hmm. in our own direction that we're creating. But even the diet as well, you know, like what information is in my info diet. Mm -hmm. What am I reading? What am I taking? in? You said it. (laughs) It's not only what we're eating. No, Mm. it is not. I think that's another important word to drop in here, that Mm. that trust and creating that safe space within Mm. one's body and actually, forget the body, one's self. Mm -hmm. That's really this intimacy that we started with. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, how am I going to get to know myself when I haven't actually even taken myself out for dinner in a long time. Mm -hmm. And movement is such a beautiful gateway to that. Mm -hmm.
0: Definitely. Mm, I love the trust. The trust is a big one. The trust, building trust with ourselves, building safety within ourselves. And I do believe that as within, so without, right? So intimacy and this whole journey of it, of finding out who I am, enables us when we are out and we are socializing and we're connecting with our community Mm. to drop into those depths, you know, allow someone ask me a question. I'm like, "Mm, I'm here, I'm deep, I'm in it. What do you want? You know, (laughs) I love it. Love to go there. But if you can't go there, I I like that's something I really crave. It's the depth, Mm. you know, and if we haven't met ourselves, then we're going to, have these surface, shallow kind of conversations, and they don't light me up. I want to know you. I want to meet you. Show me you, you know, like, like I want, and you'll only know who you are until you've met yourself, mm. right? Taking yourself out to dinner, as you coined it. And, um, and the safety. The other one is like, I feel safe within myself to share. And then now all of a sudden, people come into your, your field. There's this feeling of, reassurance and safety, and you're safe here, you know. And uh, that's been something that I've really been working on, working to, creating a safe space, obviously touching back and rewinding back to ecstatic dance and feeling safe in a container and now wanting to create those containers of safety for others, knowing how potent they are for this transformational work, for, yeah, uh, digging and digging deep into, into oneself. Mm. As a practitioner, which
1: you are, there's so much integrity in that. You know, knowing that you're asking people to go to a certain depth, only to a depth that you've taken yourself and then 10 times more. So you can be able to hold them in that safety. So you can be regulated as they become unregulated. And I love the mirroring between the body and the soul and the psychology as well, like I can only go deep in a stretch if I've taken myself deep in a stretch, if I've really pushed myself there. Same internally as well. It's, it's a reflection of the same thing. And how often am I going there? It's not good enough to have one peak experience and go, oh, I fucking went deep once. <laughs> I've got to be there consistently in the practice, doing mm-hmm. it again and again so I know what it feels like again so I can safely take other people there And intimacy, into me you see. Mm -hmm. And that's the scary thing, as you said, with oneself. Like when I'm intimate with me, into me I see. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's pretty fucking Mm nerve-wracking. And so as you were saying, the work that you're doing to really regulate your energy, to Mm -hmm. go deep within, to know thyself Mm -hmm. and to create a safety within you, Mm -hmm. to be safe for you, Mm -hmm. is felt within the room. Mm -hmm. And then that via a byproduct of your safety within yourself, create safety for others to explore.
0: Mm. It's beautiful. Amen.
1: Yeah, man. Mm. This has been great, Bella. Mm -hmm. I love the stillness that you're bringing into this Mm. as well. It's interesting, isn't it? When I met you at that door, how (laughs) frantic. Chaos. Chaotic we both were. Yeah, no doubt. We both were Mm. needing to fill up space.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. The uh, awkward silence, so to speak, yeah, doesn't feel so awkward anymore, you know? Mm. Just the, honouring the, the noble silence sometimes. It's beautiful. Have mm. a pause, have a break. Mm. What's going on? Nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's only comfortable... When I feel comfortable within it, within myself, am mm-hmm. I comfortable in the stillness? Mm. So interesting. And mm. look, be honest. I'll cut out the stillness for this. We're on a podcast. I've got to make sure we're short.
0: Sure. <laughs> just <I'm>... like just.
1: <laughs> oh, mm. my God. Amazing. Oh, well, it's, it's so beautiful to get yeah, to move within your story and see how it's, you know, it begins normally at an explosion point, a tension point. Um. And then through that tension, you've started to really yeah, exercise your right to understand who you are. Mm. And I think it would only be right to finish this conversation with that curious question:
0: "Who are you, Pip?" Mm. It's it's a really difficult question for me because, I mean, like I said before at the start of the, the podcast, man, we're infinite potential, you know, and there's so many moving parts into it. when when you. Asked the question you asked me five minutes ago. It might have been a little bit different, you know. But uh, who am I? I'm a brother. I'm a friend. I'm a lover. I'm a leader.
1: could just leave it at that. <laughs> You're also a woke, wog, man i
0: now so, uh, officially stamped, signed, sealed, delivered. <laughs> Arr.
1: Uh, man, thank you so much for sharing the many stories that have led you to this one. And I really want to honor you in this moment for the journey that you've been on. You know, I, I don't get anyone just on here. I want to be inspired by them. I want to be curious. I want to learn. For me, this is a masterclass in PIP. Mm-hmm. And I'm already so inspired after this to continue moving, continue getting into those crevices and getting into the tensions, so mm-hmm. we can just relax itself and I can stretch into my highest self, my deepest truth. Mm-hmm. So thank you for joining us on Walks. Thank you. To the fox. To the fox, baby. Uh, You. Well, 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 would you look at that? You made it to the end of this WODcast. It must mean you enjoyed yourself. And if you want to support myself in this new venture, please like, subscribe, and share it on your social channels. Thank you for all the help and support. Of course, I'll see you here next time on WODcast.